This is episode 101. We have surpassed 100 at this point, oh if I'm correct. And if I'm not correct, then you all can make fun of me. Brent, how have you been this week? I've been busy. It's been busy. Work, kids, you know, not not sleeping. Sleeping sometimes. Drinking. I'm sleeping a lot. I've been seriously considering day drinking. Just starting that as a hobby. Wait, this is I was going to take a drink of my wine and I'll smug, but it's not daytime. It's it's night. Yeah. And it's the it's just like this the second glass I've had in a week. So, but but after I went to uh, we went to Costco and we went into their adult beverage section and The highlight of your week was going to Costco? Yes. How does it feel to be that kind of adult? I feel old. My butt is droopy. That's how it makes me feel. <laughs> anyway, the adult beverage section. I got an ass sag because I'm so unexciting. I hate you. <laughs> um, but we went to the liquor section and they had stuff on display. Um, you know, like, hey, try this. This is our new schnapps. Hey, try this. This is our new Were San you fucking Antonio bourbon. No, but I was feeling no pain. And, uh, did she, please tell me she drove. No, she she drank too. We were in there forever, you know. Oh, it was that you kind of Costco. Get, I don't go to. I don't shop at Costco. I don't know. It's it's uh it's uh cause basically we're we're trying to save money, so mm. we got a membership at Costco to try to figure out you know when they have stuff on sale because you're high class that's how you're saving money is you know how i'm saving money i'm shopping for food at the fucking dollar tree <laughs> i've done that too but my doctor strictly put that into my uh health documentation no more shopping for chicken at dollar tree i don't need the meat there I just get like hot pockets and mac and cheese. They're horrible. Oh my gosh. I am Every- not eating healthy right now. I am eating poor, not healthy. Yeah. Um so but what we do is my wife really looks at when they have sales cuz when they have sales, if you can hit it, hit it. Um if you can get yes, there. Get, get it. <laughs> if you can get there when they have the sale and it's not sold out, it's normally a good deal like 15 pieces of chicken for Chicken breast for seven bucks. You know, you know what I'm saying. Well, that's but you have to catch that stuff. Oh. And so, like, my wife is really good at that stuff, and so she she tracks that stuff. Julia, will you shop for me and my broke ass? <laughs> she could. She would look at. She would look right now. She would look at my finances and be like, "What? What's it like to eat raisin bran every day?" <laughs> oh man. Oh, things are. Everybody knows what it's like right now. I went to, yeah. to buy chicken uh, actually last week and like four chicken breasts was like almost $20. And I was like, no fucking chicken. We're getting canned chicken. That's the kind of chicken we're getting. Yum. Mm. Hey, you know, you can make chicken salad with it. I mean, dude, I, okay. you're going to laugh at this. You're going to laugh at okay. this. But I, I judge how poor we are. Is if we if I start thinking I need to get some spam. I love spam. I do too, but especially with like if you like fry it up and then like yeah. you throw a, like a pineapple ring in there with it. Oh. No. Oh yeah, it's fire. You eat it with chopsticks or something? Come on, what the hell? No, it's good though, and some rice. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, it's not. 
Yes, it is. No, it's good fried, but you don't need a freaking pineapple on it. Well, you got to get your your. Never mind. You got to get the healthy food in there somehow. But anyway, so that's how I judge my criterion of pores. How much spam do I have in the cabinets? I'm looking for the off-brand spam right now. (laughs) (laughs) Jared's best spam. Being an adult these days is fun. We know you're poor, so we pick this up off the floor. From our floor to your home. Jared's best spam. So who do we have on the show today, Brett? We have one of my favorite bands, or the lead vocalist of the band, Gunnar Woodson. The favorite band in Austin for me is The Big Gun Show. They are heavily influenced by Keith Richards. They're kind of a sloppy, raw rock band. And uh, they just kick ass. And they've, they have some great musicians in that band. And they're getting ready to release upon the world honky rock. And it's not racial. Because <laughs> I know when I heard it, I was like, what are you, white supremacist? And he said, no, I'm not. And I was like, good. But anyway, so it's honky rock. It's honky tonk. And rock and roll, and they merged it. So it should be a pretty interesting podcast. I'm glad that you cleared up it wasn't racist. Thank you. That's what I thought when he said it. I was like, what do you mean? I just song? don't want to get canceled. That's all I know. Are you saying other people can't listen to it? What are you What are you saying, Gunner? I, I, honey, I never thought of that. I think you're the only person who thought that, which makes me think that maybe – you need to sit down and think about yours. Are you drinking out of a fucking sippy cup? I may be. I don't want to spill any liquor. Times are tight. I have the sippy cup with like the, the thing that sucks it. If, if you don't suck hard, nothing's coming out. Oh my God. Everything is wrong. I, I looked on the camera and he had, I guess it's a water bottle with the flip top, but because you know, when we have the backgrounds behind us, it blurs out some of what it looks like. So it legit looked like you were drinking out of a sippy cup. Look, I'm not judging. I've drank wine out of a few sippy cups in my day when I didn't want to do dishes. It's fine. <sighs> no, it's good stuff. Yeah, I uh, strayed from coffee today. I mean, I still had coffee at the beginning, but as we got further into the evening, I cracked sleep, open some other more. stuff. Yeah, what'd you crack open? What's in your sippy cup? I can't tell you. What is it, bong water? Why can't you tell me? (laughs) That was funny. Bong water. (laughs) Can you imagine how bad that would taste? (laughs) Yes, I can. Don't ask him. Oh! (laughs) On the next episode of Mari Povich. (laughs) All right. That's the end of the intro. (laughs) I'll leave literally all of that in that So what's up, man? Not a lot. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I miss you. Well, I miss you too, Brent. I haven't seen you in a while. I know, but you look good. That bald head. Did you rub some 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 shiny cream on the top? If I told you, I'd have it's to. It's blinding. I know. I can barely see. <laughs> yes. Keep giving him shit like that, just for me. Don't worry about that. I'm really good at that stuff. That's fantastic. That we'll makes see. me so happy. We'll see how good you are, Do Mr. It. Gunner. So let's just jump right into it. The Big Gun Show is a sloppy, raw, and brimming with energy. This is what happens when Keith Richards and Ray Wiley Hubbard collide. 
Is that a true statement? Well, you tell me. You've seen the band. I have seen the band, and you don't look like Keith Richards, but y'all that's fucking good. kick ass. No, if, no offense to Keith Richards, but that's good. He's my, he's my hero. He is. At his house, he has a picture of Keith Richards' hands, right? Yes, I do. And my really? dad, my father hates it. He was just in town like two weekends ago, and he couldn't quit talking about it. He's like, w- w- why would you have that on your wall? Said he's kicked out more legendary riffs than anybody else in the history. Absolutely. Maybe ACDC, maybe, but Keith is Keith is my man. He's a great musician. On top of that, did you ever see the uh, the documentary with uh, on Netflix under the influence? No, the documentary he did with uh, Johnny B. Good, um, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Did you see that? Yeah, oh, of course. That was I fucking seen that. awesome. Because it was funny to see Chuck Berry take him to school. Did you see that part when he's like... He talked back to him. He got right back in his face. Yeah, it was good, though. It was was cool. I really liked that interaction between those two guys. Because they're both legends, man. They're just... It's like crazy. The Stones wouldn't be the Stones if Chuck Berry wasn't around. Yes, absolutely. I think Muddy Waters really impacted them, too. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the story. So Brian Jones, the original founder mm-hmm. of the band, he was uh, talking to some club venue owner and they said, well, what's your name? And he's like, uh, and he looked down, and he saw like the muddy waters there. And he's like, OK, uh, Rolling Stone. <laughs> the S came after. That is funny. Yeah, it was kind of crazy what happened to him, too. Right, he, oh, yes. I mean, I, I just did like a TV th- show about that. So, you know, who, who really killed Brian Jones? Did he get killed? Did he just get really bloated because he was such a waste away by that point? I mean, when he was going into the studio, they would unplug his amp because he was just, he couldn't play. And he thought he was playing, if he was. But, you know, he was he was completely hammered on, on pills and weed and LSD and all that stuff. And an alcoholic on top of that. So that's, that's Brian Jones in a, in a nutshell. And also, and then Keith stole his girlfriend. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Holy that's shit. what pushed it over the edge. He didn't only, he literally stole her. He took her to like that's France or something, no right? Morocco. Morocco. When Keith Richards was talking about it, he was kind of laughing. Yeah, well, I mean, give give Brian Jones his, his credit, man. That guy could play any instrument. You just gave it to him. He could learn it in a hot second. But, I mean, he was, I mean, if you look at the pictures of him, like in, in the late, like 68 and 69, his eyes were all swollen shut. And But he still got a lot of girls. I don't, I don't think the Stones would have been what they are had he survived. I agree with you. 100% actually. Because I think they had to, unfortunately, he had to die. For, for them to become the band they needed to be, because then the other guys had to step up. Yes. Not, not that they weren't before, but you know what I'm saying? It was really their ass at that point in time, because they had to prove, yeah, he was initially the star when they came in, but now we are the stars, you know? Well, I believe that the golden era of the Rolling Stones is from when he died until Mick Taylor left. When Mick Taylor was in the band, it was his slide was just swayed and smeared all over everything. That that whole band has had it's just an awesome band. Charlie Waters. Charlie Watts. 
Yeah, sorry. Close, close, Uncle Bill. Charlie Watts. <laughs> close there, buddy. I was sitting here like, who the fuck is that? No, oh, Charlie I'm, Waters. I'm fried. There was a right. Charlie Waters who plays and we're like, strong we're like safety the for the Dallas time. Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Cow, cowgirls. Let's go. Yeah, Come I on. don't like the Cowboys, but I know a lot about them. Okay, let's talk about Honky Rock. What the hell is Honky Rock? Okay, so we've been – the Big Gun Show is clearly, if you didn't know this already, a rock and roll band. Heavily influenced by Keith Richards. Heavily. <laughs> Him being my hero. So that's the kind of stuff that I usually play. But I grew up here in Texas. I grew up around country music. And then we've been playing Jenny's Little Longhorn for coming on 10 years, first Friday of every month. We have a honky-tonk side now, too. And so I came up with this idea. I said, hey, listen, let's do this album. We'll call it Honky Rock. We're going to do the, We'll press it on vinyl. And side H will be honky-tonk. Flip it over. Side R is rock and roll. So it's nice. not like the side one, side two. Because I, like I like the rock side better. But... Nonetheless, um, you know, we did basically did two of them. I just got the CDs printed, um, but yes. we're still waiting on the vinyl. So you've had this idea, and y'all been working on this since what, 2018? Uh, no, it's, we recorded it, and actually, we actually recorded it with the full band when we were at our height, when Yates was still alive. Mm-hmm. Drummer and my best friend ended up falling accidentally and hitting his head, ended up passing away, which was. Sorry. Really upsetting. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry too. You know, it kind of took away my my wingman when I go out to go see music. But it was recorded at the height of the Big Gun Show. We had, the, I mean, it was awesome. It was so. It, I, I loved that band. Um, all I know is that we had a great band, and I think the album is epic. Uh, you guys should take a listen to it. The two songs I think I three songs I sent you are all off the new record. We released um, two singles. Actually, we've released one single, and that's that's Chicago. And then mm-hmm. we've also we're about to. Um, I know this is going to post after the show, but we're we're releasing the single Aftermath and Gas on um, at the Saxon Pub here in the next couple of weeks. Okay, so let's talk about uh, your release that's coming up, Aftermath and Gas. It's off the new album called Honky Rock, which is epic, by the way. And uh, it's a song about a guy that he loves this girl, but he sees her cheating on him. And and so that's kind of what it's about. So it's either, you know, the, the lyrics go, you know, one foot on the one foot on. The, uh, what is it? Uh, one foot in the aftermath and the other on the gas. Thank you, Uncle Brent. That's a great line. It is a great line. And it's I it's one of the better songs I've written. So I, I really enjoy it. And. I hope everybody else will. And if you do come out to the party, it's going to be epic. We're going to have special guests. We've got the whole, like this whole new Honky Rock album. Gates was on it. It's dedicated to him. He's gone, but he's going to be there in spirit.
you know, I heard about Yates passing and stuff, and uh, that was pretty sad. But I'm glad that you went on ahead and you're pushing out that album because I figured pretty much because when I was talking to Ray, Ray Keynes is in the Big Gun Show too, right? Love I, Ray. I love Ray too. Uh, unfortunately, he has left the band <gasps> only because he had a, a salaried gig that he had to go take. He's a professional music mu- musician. I don't blame him. I wish him the best. He's still a good friend, but and he'll still play with us. But it's just if he's available because he has to be available 100 percent of the time. Okay, Ray, you suck. <laughs> you just suck, big ones, Ray. Everyone else can be PC. Big, big ones suck. Big ones, good one, Brent. Hey, um, so- I love how much crap Ray gives Brent. That was such a fun interview. That made me. So- it was so much fun for me to just sit back and watch. I love you, Brent, but it was fun to watch somebody rip into your ass a little bit. Ray, Ray is fun. He is witty. He is a witty young man. <laughs> he is the oldest young man I know. And so anyway. You've got these awesome jokes too, Brent. I got these awesome what? Just the, the oldest young man I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm glad that you're going forward. And I'm looking forward to coming and seeing y'all soon. So give me an idea I have seen y'all like quite a few times. I've been stalking y'all for years. But so tell me, when I go to a big gun show, what am I going to see? Well, I always say bring grandma. She'll have a blast. Because after every one of our shows, I have literally after every one of my shows, I have one person, at least one person come up to me and say, that was so much fun. I had so much fun. You guys are so much fun. So it's this recurring fun thing. So. Again, bring grandma, she'll have a blast. Uh, I often like to say, come thirsty, be the VIP. Because when we play at um, at Jenny's, we basically can bring our own booze in there. And so it's lovely. How often do you, you play there? You bring more than booze, man. We bring rock and roll. <laughs> we bring attitude. We bring fun. Uh, we play there. We play at Jenny's the first Friday of every month, happy hour, so six to eight. And it is... Nothing short of a hoot and a great time. Well, I'm a little disappointed because when I'm going to be in Texas, it will not be on the first Friday, and so I won't get to see you. Am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? Yeah, fucking go for it. All right, that's fucking bullshit. I know. That's <laughs> rearrange your I trip. Mean, Come on. I can't. Well, our I get it. You don't like to have tour. fun. That's cool. I get it. No, our tour is at the end of October, so maybe I could stay another week. I need a vacation. I'll go to the beach and then I'll come back. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, don't come unless you like to have a good time. That's the only deal. The the shows at Jenny's is crazy because y'all pack the fucking place. I love to hear it. It's packed. And there's only standing room sometimes. It's just great to be there. It's such a fun place to jam. It's it's become a place for me, almost like a practice, Mm because we can just get away with anything there. That's nice. So we don't just play honky-tonk there. We developed a honky-tonk side there. Yes, we did. But... It is. We still play a rock show. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a great show. We try to start it off with the kind of the, the mellower country honky tonk stuff, and then we, you know, about halfway through we start rocking. So let me ask you um, two questions. When did you get into music? As in, when did you start playing, and why? And how did the Big Gun Show get together? Those are two great questions. So I'll tackle the first one first. When did I get into music? Yes. Um, I had a jukebox when I was a kid, and my dad would 
put it with, with records, so it had like Shotgun Willie. So I have a podcast too, and it's called My Top Five Records. And so what it's about is I ask musicians, artists, true lovers of music, uh, songwriters about what top five records they have chosen to, to go and only have for the rest of their lives. What 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 influenced your sway? What influenced your, your musical prowess? And and so that's what I talk about with them. I don't ask. I don't know them, how I could choose just five. Um, it's tough. It's not easy. Everybody's like, ah. They start, te- they start texting gonna me around. Up, I'm going to be like in bed at two o'clock in the morning, going, "What would my top five be?" I, I dare you to try. I dare you. I'm going to try. You should. I'll email you later. Go, Go for ahead. it. Go for it. It's it's a killer podcast. If you haven't listened to it, it's super fun. Everybody, I I've implemented quizzes into the mix. So it's like I and I quiz them about those records. I don't make them hard questions. I, and I, they're multiple choice. And then I have a little board that I use when I record the podcast. If it's live in person here in my backyard studio. And so if they get it wrong, they get it. They get it right. They get <laughs> applause. You know, so nice. it's it's super fun. And everybody, you're laughing. I've, I have yet to have somebody come over here or do the podcast and say, "Wow, that was." A blast or you know i just you made me go back and listen to these records and it really influenced my blah 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 and it's it, it's just it's it's a killer idea and i'm stoked that i came up with it it's pretty it's it's really good it, it's just really fun and I, I'm, I'm glad fun. to do it and i get turned on to new music and now i have now I, I i can't do all the things i want to do because i have to listen to all this stuff so I, uh, excuse me yeah. i get i get to listen i to get to yeah that's that's what we say we get to <laughs> get to so, but how did you start playing? Women. Oh well, that seems to be a common answer. Yeah. Yeah. No. In serious, in seriousness, I mean, I remember moving up. I didn't start playing until I was like probably twenty-one. Okay. And and I I moved up to Colorado for the summer, and I met this guy, and he was he kind of showed me some stuff, and then I had this one guy that I've that I've known since college who um, was a really good songwriter, and so my, like my biggest weakness as a musician is that I am a songwriter. So I'll go take a lesson from like Rosie Flores. She's my guitar teacher and very good friend now. But I'll get this lick or this whatever, and I'm like, oh, I can write a song with that. So I stop practicing, and I go write the song. So that's that's my weakness, but I'll take it because you can't have a band unless you have songs. Right. You can't have a good band without good songs. Yeah. And you write good songs, dude. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think I do, too. Uh I wish everybody else did. <laughs> I think other people do. And y'all, y'all are growing. Y'all are doing the grind. I mean, if you think about it, as far as the bands in that area, y'all are climbing up. But y'all are getting better shows. You know, y'all's, y'all are consistently bringing people. You have good content online. You have great songs. You're just going to keep building. You know, there, there were a few bands, I guess. You know that that were up there growing with you, but y'all guys have pretty much popped up to the top, in my opinion. I know it's not worth anything, but it's, <laughs> it's worth it's, nothing. It's right. the truth, nothing, though. Nothing. It's the Zero. truth. Just love y'all. How did the big sh- gun show get together? Oh, this is a great story. You'll love this. Um, so Yates, my friend, we, we I used to play in a band called Long Woodson, and I was playing acoustic guitar, and he was in a band called Phoenix Down. And we started hanging out. We started doing shows together. So we started hanging out. And I finally, I remember I was at the, the Mean Eyed Cat here in Austin. And I sat down and I said, I just want to rock more. Let's do something, you know, me and you. And so 
we got this guy, Chris Collins, who I love and is an incredible guitarist. He knows all the Keith licks. and But he is, I like to call him Scrooge because he's grumpy. And being grumpy is not good with me. And so one time we, I booked a gig at Jenny's and he said, he said, I can't make it. And I was like, what? I just booked this gig and you said you could and now you're backing out and he said yeah and so then I, I asked this guy Barry to join the band or to play with us and then he just he fucking slid right in there and so that's, that's what when she said the, yeah that's what she said um, and then so that that's kind of when it started we've gone through a couple bassists but the new bassist I've been playing with for over 20 years ever since I was in business school and uh, he's awesome and then, then Ray I remember seeing Ray at the, uh, he, he was playing down the Mohawk with a, with a band, and he was sitting in the back corner. I was like, why does he sit in the back corner? And so he just all of a sudden, when his lead part comes up, he comes like swaggering up to the front of the stage with a thing. And I was like, oh, I know exactly what he's doing. That's, exa that's exactly what I do. So uh, so I asked him, I said, hey, you want to come sit in with us? And then ever since then, he started playing with us. And that's kind of when the Big Gun Show really was the Big Gun Show. We've been doing it for about, I'd say, 10 11 years, something like that. Oh, wow. That's a good long time to be with the same people making music. It's not all the same people, though. Oh, that's true. You did so, say that. I'm sorry. There's been a lot of changes. Yeah, but and so now Yates is left. We have a new drummer called Karen. Her name is Karen Biller, and she likes to play rock and roll. And so nice. that, doesn't, that doesn't bother me. So it makes you happy. It makes me very happy. She She's not as good at the country licks and the country drumming style, but uh, she can do it. And I love playing with her. That's awesome. Who's your new guitarist? So we have another guy called uh, Chris Tapia. His name is Chris Tapia. And he's he's awesome. He's got like three other bands. And he has a hot sauce line. And he manages at Marty's. So he's a busy dude. Um, sometimes it gets in the way. I will say that for uh, coordination efforts. Yeah, Brent, we got, don't you, know anything about that, do we? You got to practice, right? You got to practice to get better. And you you got to practice by yourself. You got to practice with your band. You got to practice on your singing. You <laughs> got to write the songs. Exactly. That takes a ton of time. That takes more time than anything. So, what do you like more, uh, writing or playing live? So, I've always been what I call a full concentration enthusiast, which basically means that I love to forget about everything else when I'm doing something. And when okay. I'm on stage, I get to the place where I want to be. I wrote a song called Let It Shine, and it is, it's another one of my favorite songs that I've written. And it, it's basically about having someone saying, well, why would you want to go do this when you could be making more money? And that's the whole point. Is It, it goes, you know, let it shine, let it shine, uh, like the bright stage lights on my face tonight. So that's kind of like, you know, I'm on stage, and this is what I love to do. So don't get me wrong. I would love to just sit around and write songs all day. Mm -hmm. I would love it. But it's just not its not realistic. Okay, Brent, you can ask whatever question I see mulling over in, in the shiny part of your head right now. <laughs> so when are you, y'all guys going to like do some serious touring? Is that even in the horizon at all? No. Damn it, as, as much as, Well, maybe we'll come. Uh, there's this little podunk town called San Antonio. We might come down there. But you fucking come, and I will be there and be the loudest motherfucker in there. I need you to bring people. I need people there. <laughs> I don't need loudness. <laughs> well, we'll see what we can do. I'm still getting established here. so. What? Tell me about uh, Liver in the Heart. 
I love that song. So that is a full-on honky-tonk song, if you can't tell. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is. Uh, it's called Liver in the Heart because there is a guy that is in love with this girl, and she's super in love with him. But she's so in love with him that he, he, it's kind of driving him crazy, so he starts drinking more. So the drink means the liver. The heart means the love. Man, that's a great song. One of my favorite lines is that was when the, he went to the doctor he said, boy, you'll soon be dead if you stay in love with her. So he thought for just a little bit. Then he grabbed his old Gibson, Gibson guitar. guitar. He, he left, left her, her and the, her furniture, <laughs> his liver, and, and her heart. I thought that was just funny. That was great. So is is that one impersonal at all? No. It, dude, a lot of my songs are, are, are completely made up. Have you, you know, grown beyond personal stuff now? I, w- I yes, I have to. I, <laughs> how can you be a great songwriter if if you're just writing biographical stuff? So, you know, you can ask me. I'm sure you guys ask everybody. You know, how do you write a song? You know, it's it, it really depends. You know, sometimes I sometimes I have a, a riff and I keep playing it and I say okay, and then a, a, a phrase comes and then I do it. A lot of times I'll take. Like I have a whole list on my phone of song titles or just like lyric ideas. Mm-hmm. And so I'll go through those and I'll just say, you know, I'll look at those while I've got some cool idea that sounds good. A lot of times I'll be in the shower and I'll sing something mm. and, and I'll have to like keep singing it so I can get out and, and record it. But <laughs> I mean, it, it's happened. That song, you got, got what you wanted from me. That's that's that that's what how that, that was happened. a shower song. It what part of song. your body were you wash, washing whenever you said, mm, you got what you wanted from me? You know, you know that part. <laughs> I was using I was using your 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 head cream. <laughs> to shine it up. Oh, oh you're just no. jealous. The other head. He will be here soon. Gone, Annie. Yes, thank you. I'm glad he's You said will it. be I here do. soon, though. The only reason I lost my hair is because I I was I'm a brain cancer survivor. So Let's talk about that. I uh, in 2006 I was having terrible headaches and I was fighting with my soon to be wife and I was going to a psychologist chiropractor to try to get rid of them and they said hey listen you need you should go get talk to your internist and so I went and talked to my internist and I said I'm depressed and he said I want you to get an MRI I said I'll get an MRI and then I did go get the MRI. I said, but please just give me the depression drug so I can start them. You know, this is I'm man enough to to admit it. Oh, yeah, I need you needed a little bit of help, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I went and got it. They took the MRI. They said, "Will you go, please, sit down outside in the in the waiting room?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I'm so out of it at this point that I'm like, "Well, that's kind of weird. Nobody's ever asked me after an appointment to go sit down." And and so I was like, "All right." And then I just forgot about it. Kept flipping the magazine. They said, "You need to go. To your internist right now." So I did. And he said. I drove across town and he said, you have a massive growth in your head and you have to see a neurosurgeon immediately. And so when I underwent oh two surgeries, yeah, it was the size of a navel orange. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you're okay. I'm great. But you know what I learned from it, which is it, it, it sucks that I have to go through something like that to realize what life is really about and chasing your passions. And again, that's what Let It Shine is about. That song I was just talking about. So there's that. But Liver in the Heart, I love that song. I love that song. And my friend Greg Yoz wrote that with me. That was, that was the one co-write on that album. Everything else is completely written by me.
did say we turned his bottle upside down. Well, she barked about his backyard being drunk, filled like a trashy trailer park. The battle keeps raging on between his liver and her heart. His liver and her heart. He told them both apart. Cause livers grieve all oh, hot need call it love or oh, call it scar and if she leaves the liver bleeds so romantic and avant-garde it's a bitter scene that fight between his liver and her heart oh when he got his latest blood work yes the physicians they all did concur oh the doc said Boy, you soon be dead if you stay in love with her. And so he thought about it for just a little bit, and then he grabbed his old Gibson guitar. He left her and her furniture, his liver and her heart. His liver and her heart. Oh, he told them both apart. Cause livers grieve for a heart. think that's a good song i think it fits well with some of the other stuff you've written like what brent oh yeah do it <sighs> let me see <laughs> well right yeah, now the only good, thing that's going in my head is you got you got <laughs> what you wanted, <laughs> what from, you me. wanted from me that's one of my that I, guitar riff and the the swagger Swagger, swagger. Chablis, Chablis and Weed is probably has turned out to be one of my most favorite songs by you. You yeah. weed smoker? You weed smoker, Brent? No, it's not legal yet. I don't care. It's not uh, legal. Yeah, yeah That's whatever. his answer. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, I love playing that song live because I just ask the crowd flat out, "Who likes to smoke weed out here?" 
and everybody. And typically, <laughs> like half the time, people nobody says anything. I'm like, come on, we're in Austin. <laughs> so yeah, I was there that one time, and I said, no, it's not legal. Uh, one guy, one guy said, well, one of my friends who. It doesn't is fucking crazy. He was like, boo, 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 no weed. And I thought that was really funny. That is funny. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, his name? His name is, yeah, oh, hell yeah, Alan no. Cable. The guy was nutball. I could tell you stories about him with my friend in, in Japan taking acid and stealing Caterpillar, like big old things and driving them around, which is just idiotic in Japan because, and that was like 10 years ago. If not more. That's dangerous, man. <laughs> For so many reasons. Brent, I know you're dying. I know you're full of questions, so I wish you would ask them. Because so, I just see I just see your I've, wheels. I've got turning. a funny story about Brent if you want to hear it. Yeah. I've got a funny story about you, so go well, for let's it. Let's exchange okay. stories. Do it. Do <laughs> it. Okay, so. I'll put my notepad down. I'm, I'm so. So Brent calls me and goes, hey, can we go grab grab lunch? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, where do you want to go? And he's like, oh, you know, just pick something, you know, you know, reasonably priced. I'm buying. And I said, OK, cool. I said, let's go to Ramen Tatsuya. Get Brent there. It's awesome. One of my very favorite restaurants in town. And we got there. We start talking. And I realized that he does not know how to use chopsticks. And so he's sitting there trying to eat this ramen with a spoon. And it was kind of funny because I don't know anybody that doesn't know how to use chopsticks. Oh, I don't. What are you from Kentucky? Yeah. <laughs> no, she's from the West Coast, actually. That's what's sad. <laughs> she's from that's what's sad. She's from <laughs> That's what That is true. Um but uh, I've been listening to I wouldn't have tried a spoon though. I took another guy I took another one of my very dearest friends there and he didn't know how to use chopsticks. And I was like, How do you not know how to use chopsticks? So lesson I hope you learned how to use chopsticks. Brent. Fuck that. No. I use a spoon or a fork, man. This is America. I'm from Texas. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Learn how to get some culture. No, thank you. Why Why? Why would you not? Just explain to me why you don't want to learn how to use chopsticks. It's, do you like I have, sushi? I have better things. No, I don't like sushi. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> I like my food cooked, man. <laughs> Dude, you are texting down the core. Yeah. So, so the funny thing was it I had your song had rolled across when I was listening to Reverb Nation, and I pretty much was working for Textile Aviation at that point in time, and it rolled across, and I literally stopped what I was doing and said, "Who the fuck is this?" And what song was that, Brent? You tell me. You. You sang it with us at my show. When I'm gone? Yep. Okay. I love that song. That's one of my that's like my first song that I heard from you. So where's the funny story, Brent? <laughs> so so he anyway, have much of sense of humor, so I okay. had worked very hard on my first like I was really stepping up in a I'd worked very hard on this this little two song release I did and uh I went to one of Gunner's shows and and I asked him hey have you listened to it what do you think and he bent over and looked at me and he goes it's kind of simple don't you think <laughs> and I was like it's supposed to be simple and then you go well then it's great <laughs> well 
<laughs> I, I I know you've asked my opinion a lot, and I like to consider myself a a, a seasoned songwriter. And so, like, I know that at one time you sent me something. I said, could you describe, you know, tears in your eyes as as what uh, – something else salty something but just can you can you get more creative with it and that's all i'm saying you know because i'm i might be opinionated and i probably am but i I just feel that that some things can be improved and that's what collaboration does when you write with someone yeah but also what you're talking about is the ability to put detail in a song you only have so and and that takes time you only have so many words you can put into a song exactly you got to keep it to a certain time limit yeah. Uh, at least for it to be radio friendly. Yeah, that and takes so, time. That's that's one of the things that I have to think about all the time when I write when I do write songs is that hey, listen, how it, it, I have to I have to record it to myself on my phone and see how long it is and see what I can cut and so I I'm always trying to keep it under that four minute mark if I can. Um, even if I have to cut out things that I think are really cool, like because I I will write some some killer lyrics to a song and then. I'll say, wow, this is five minutes long. What can I cut out of here to get it to a reasonable length? So you like to try to keep all your songs below five minutes. It depends. It depends. Like you go listen to Chicago. That is one of my very – I wrote that probably 20 years ago. Wow. And then I brought it to the band, and I said, I got the song. I think it's going to be really cool. And they came up with some guitar parts and stuff like that, and I was like – I. I'm not cutting anything out of this. It's it's. Just, it was just the way it was supposed to be. You know, and I, and that song is not a typical song by the Big Gun Show. It's not typical. The guitar parts, the arrangement, that's like a special creature that you created right there. That's out of all the songs I've heard from you, that's probably the most creative this far that I've heard from you. I mean, you've written other good lyric songs, but as far as musical arrangement. I thought that was just impressive song. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, lyrically, I, I, I would love to kind of change a couple things, but like when we went to the studio for that, we went to the to um, to record it at the Zone down in Dripping Springs with Pat Mansky, who is awesome, by the way. And he was, you know, at the very end. It's when you listen to it, you, you'll hear at the end. It's like, you know, it's like. Um, uh, at Buddy's in Chicago, at the West Side Rosas, and he, he, I used to just say Chicago and Chicago, and I would just kind of moan and scream and stuff. And he's like, "If you do this, it'd be better." And he was right; it made it it, it made a complete difference to the song. It was, and you had a bunch of backup vocals in that song. It sounded like too. Oh, the whole band sings. It's awesome. It was awesome. It's a it's a good song. Um, I wanted to just, ask you just about a it. good song. That's it. That's all you got. Brent? <laughs> It's a good song. It's it, was, a, it was a good song. Well, well, how did you mean for it to be? A fucking incredible killer epic. Then song. it was fucking incredible. It was phenomenal. No, it's it's a good song. You it's guys left out song. epic. Uh, epic. It, it was it epic. was the first single off the record that we released, and so that that we are releasing. And it's cool. The artwork that we did with Honky Rock is that. So it's basically. Uh, uh, like think think of an album, right? And you got mm-hmm. this this big album. So there's a line going from the top right to the bottom left, and then there's like kind of on the top it says honky right there, and then it's got all it's kind of like you know mustard yellow gray. I mean uh, tan stuff over there. Acoustic guitars, horses, blah blah blah. You have to turn the 
record 180 <laughs> degrees over to read the rock side. So it says rock there, and it's got like, you know, like like motorcycles and picture Keith and all that stuff. And the back is the same way. So like for the honky talk side, or for the H side R or side, mm-hmm. side H, whatever it's called, uh, it's got all the, everything like this. And then you have to turn it over 180 degrees to be able to, be able to read the other side. So it's really cool artwork. And that was done with by me and a friend, uh, Ginger Lee, who is another fantastic musician here in Austin.
So a question I like to ask uh, songwriters, especially one as prolific as you, what advice would you give a young songwriter who's just starting out? Don't quit. Um, I mean, this is you're going to hear this from everybody. I'm going to tell you this right now is that is that you have to write 100 songs before you can even get a good one. So you're going to have to write, 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 write. There's a story about uh, how Glenn Fry and Don Henley were living upstairs from Jackson Brown in uh, Laurel Canyon, I think. it was. Echo Park yeah. is where it was. Mm-hmm. And they heard him on his piano, and they heard him doing the same lyrics, same blah, blah, over and over, like 20, 30, 40 times. And then he stopped, he went and grabbed a cup of coffee, and then he started on the second verse and did it again. And they're like, after like a couple of days, they're like, Jesus, this is driving me oh, wait a second, this is how you write a song. And that's when the Eagles took off. Mm. That makes me feel a little bit better about my lyric writing. Uh, My my advice to songwriters is don't be, try not to be as cliche as, I know you think, hey, I got this really, really cool lyric right here. If it's a little bit too cliche, it might be a little bit too cliche. And at that point, when I when I realized that I wanted to write a song that was just all cliches, but that didn't work out. I never did it. All right, where can our listeners find your music? Where where can they find the Big Gun Show? Well, we got the big. It's the Big Gun Show, and it's so it's thebiggunshow.com. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook at the Big Gun Show Band. That's the beginning and band on the end. You have a website too, right? What is that? Thebiggunshow.com. Said it. Okay. Pay attention. Cool. Dude. Sorry, I just I was looking at his eyes. This is crazy. Deep into his eyes, and it just I got See, carried away. You start talking about that and balls, and I'm just like, wait. No. <laughs> Dude, you need to get comfortable with that stuff. Um, You're in Austin. You got to be comfortable with that stuff. All right. God, it sounds April. like I'm really gonna like Austin. You are. It's uh, there's a. Don't don't hang out with Brent. Call me. Yeah, don't hang out with me. I've got little kids. <laughs> yes, I don't have that anymore. She's 16. I'm like, there's the remote. Call for a pizza and mom's out. I don't actually do that. I make myself sound cooler than I am. I'm not cool. I stay home all the time. But I'm right not going to when I'm there. Raynell, are you a musician yourself? I used to be a singer. Okay. She's still a singer. Are you? Who are your favorite singers? Oh, I hate you. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I, I hate you I right do now. This, no, I do no, this. No, no, fuck you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up with answers. Give me a second. Emily Harris. No. Bonnie Raitt. No. Linda Ronstadt. God no. And uh, no, 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 no. Joni Mitchell. Uh, see, I, I do this podcast called My Top Five Records, and I get ter- turned on to a lot of music, and a lot of music I just don't understand yet. Uh, Billy Holiday. Okay. I'm still. I dig on that. that. Songwriter or singer? Because these are two different things. You pick it. I don't care. Like I believe that Linda Ronstadt and I believe that that uh, Uh, Amy Harris are great singers, but they're not great songwriters. They Uh, they have a a wonderful and acute ability to be able to pick the correct songs that are going to sound good. See, and then I'm like, which genre? Am I doing all genres? See, this is not a f- yeah. this is not a fun game, and I haven't had enough wine. Actually, this is a great game. I just haven't had enough. It wine. is a fantastic game, and it is right now. I'm just gonna tell you right now, you should listen to Edit my podcast. Edit James. 
Etta James. All right, so you're old school. I love older music, yeah. We wouldn't have what we have now without it, and I'm really into it. My first tape ever was a Billie Holiday. My mom got it for me because first I First concert, broke. please. First concert. <sighs> no, I don't want to answer that because it's embarrassing. Mine was Def Leppard. <laughs> Mine was ICP. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I don't even know who that is. Uh, here's a story about my first concert. I was sitting there with my dad, my best friend, and his dad. And we were at the Def Leppard concert, and then this guy passes me a bong. And then he, I was like, I don't know what this is. Uh, I was like 13. I didn't know what it was. And so I passed it to him, and he passed it to my dad. My dad stood up and was like, security, security, and started pointing at these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, I, I didn't even know what was going on, but now I look back on it, I'm like, oh, that was so, that was so dad. I, I have a, I have it. My first concert was awful, and but it was also a lot of fun, and it's you, it's embarrassing. Um, I was like 15, and it was the first time I ever felt up a woman because I was crowd surfing, not because I wanted to, but because my friend lifted me up because the the they came out on stage right, and I was right up against the the bars up front. Okay. And the whole the whole mosh pit moved forward, and I cracked two ribs. And he hardcore, he looked, yeah, it sucked. And he so he was like, "Fuck, we got to get her out of here." So he lifted me up and tossed me up. And I'd never been in a mosh pit. I'd never crowd surfed before. Things are different now, but I hadn't at the time. And I got to the edge and didn't know what to do, so I was just dropped. And like there were people and feet and boots, and it was just a lot for somebody. And I was trying not to get mushed to death, so I reached up to like pull myself out of the sea of people. And, and when I stood up, this this woman's boobs, and I mean both hands, and I'm apologizing, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm apologizing while I'm still holding them, like mortified. With two but broken I, I, ribs. With two, uh, hurting like hell, like pain, tears, dirt, and I'm holding two breasts. Like, I mean, just, and I'm apologizing. How do they and feel? I still don't, they were great. And I never okay. let go. And her boyfriend. Describe it a little bit more for me there right now. <laughs> were they hard? Because I love, there ain't nothing like a good old titty. Yes, me. No, and, but like her boyfriend was, and he's laughing. And I'm like, thank you. You saved my life. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's How'd like, you grab you your tits to get up. I was like, are your boobs okay? Because, I mean, I hoisted myself out of there. I was not kind. Probably sagging right now, but that's okay. It was my fault. It was, it was the, a good moment in time. It was – I look back. I was like first concert, first mosh pit. I got hurt. I felt up a woman. It was a great show. I was a lot Ain't of nothing like a good old titty. That's what I like to say. And if you're yeah, lucky, maybe you'll get two. And also, what I like to say, because if she hadn't been there, I would have got stomped. Is there ain't nothing like a good old pussy? Okay, that one I'll edit out. <laughs> what? No, but that's because I'm talking about pussy cats. Not what? What? What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> well, I mean, right now, I see you. I, I've already seen your cat over there. Your little I know pussy she's cat. Harassing. That cat molests her every podcast. He is on her like white she, on rice. Uh, yes, yes, she loves me. It's annoying. It's a she, Brent. Been doing this long doesn't enough, matter, you man. Should know if it's a god damn it. Brent. Doesn't matter, man. You know what? I'm leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> Tis what she proclaimed. Um, Gunner, thank you so much for being on the show, man. We appreciate you. You're, You're a lot of fun. Anytime. I am gonna. I am gonna try to. No. No, try it all over again. Hi. 
<laughs> we've come oh, no, to the stop. I can't stand you. We've come, folks, Julia, we've come, come to the conclusion questions. of our show. It's all over with. She's going to have to edit. I think the episode was two hours. She's going to have to edit like no, three actually, hours of it. Gunner was very professional and it was fine. It'll be easy. It'll be one of the easier ones. Thank you, Gunner, so much for being on the show. Yes, thank you, Gunner. And make sure that you guys go check out his podcast. The link is below. Make sure you're clicking on those links below. Please, please give the musicians that come on our show some love and affection. Please download the episode. Please buy our merch. And please become a patron. We're not begging, but we're begging. We ain't too proud to beg. No. Proud to beg. Sorry. No, seriously. Download, because it's the only way that we can actually... uh, get any credit from anyone because we don't have investors yet if you're an investor and would like to give us a lump sum of money send it on over baby all right brent do we have anything else i had something that i wanted to say oh did you have a chance to hear the the song the video i released i watched it yeah how did how bad did it sound it, oh, my God, you get on my last fucking nerve. I have, like, three nerves left, and Uncle Brent is dancing on one of them. It's a tap dance. You kill me. It was fine. It was, was good. It? it was good. I mean, you're not going to be Keith Urban, but it was good. That is true. In any world, at any point in time in my <laughs> it's life. It's not personal. I'm not going to be Mariah Carey anytime soon. You know, but that doesn't one, mean I'm a bad singer. Like, it was good. It was a very good song. At one point Maybe in time, cover. I had nicer hair than him, though. I had beautiful hair. Beautiful. Yeah, take another sip out of that sippy cup, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will. I think I need to. I think you did. It's my prerogative. (laughs) Oh, no, that's not what I want to do. Stop it. (laughs) It's my prerogative. All right, listeners, thank you so much for joining us this week. Get out there. And And make make some some 